0: Hey there, I'm Judy Kroon. Welcome to another episode of Laugh, Long, and Prosper. Shelf help with a dash of humor. I believe a humor is one of our best coping mechanisms, especially when we're facing stress and unknown times. As Stephen King once said, humor and uh, fear are very closely related in our brains. You know, when the cavemen and the cavewomen were in the caves and they were all freaked out and they heard a scary noise outside, and when all of a sudden a little animal jumped by and everybody laughed, well, humor is our brain's way of making sense of something that scares us until we can figure out what it is. So humor and fear are are very closely related, Uh, humor and tragedy. Uh, I like what Eric Idle from Monty Python said, Life doesn't make any sense, and we all pretend it does. Comedy's job is to point out that it doesn't make sense, and that it doesn't make much difference anyway. So there you go. I am uh, chatting about humor and tragedy today, or humor and grief, uh, because, well, I've been missing for a couple of months in regards to my blogs, in regards to my podcasts. Luckily, I've been still doing all my presentations. I've been very blessed to have uh, good people around me who keep me working, but uh, a couple of things happened this year. A uh, major thing, I suppose, about five months ago, my dad, uh, passed away. A lot of people don't know that because, um, you know, I, everybody has tragedy. Everybody has grief in their life. Um, and my dad was a really good friend of mine. I, I'm blessed. My two sisters and I uh, were blessed to have, like, the lottery in terms of amazing parents. Uh, my mom passed away three years ago after a very, uh, well, you know, a very sort of sad death. She had arthritis that uh, there was a lot of pain. And uh, my dad was, you know, my mom was in palliative care probably for about six months, my sisters and I uh, my dog by the way here's a a, a great tip Uh, if you have someone that you know in palliative care if you have a pet that you think would bring some relief uh, not only for yourself, you know, if you're visiting someone every day, for the other patients in the hospital who are dog lovers for the staff. I uh, can't tell you what a relief uh, my dog Barney was <laughs> to to the staff and patients, uh, to the rest of the members of my family during that time. But uh, quick tip, and I didn't know this, you can bring your dog to a facility that uh, is a palliative care facility. All they ask is that you present papers that say, uh, present papers from your vet saying that your dog obviously has had all of their vaccinations and, uh, you know, you use common sense. If your dog is super hyper, obviously you're not going to, uh, to bring them to a hospital, especially palliative care. But if you're a responsible person, if you think that your dog would make a difference and trust me, they do, um, I have uh, Barney, who's very, very mellow, and uh, yeah, he came with me for those uh, those months that my mom was in palliative care, and we sat by her bedside for, um, for many hours, and my dad was one of those uh, warriors as well, who, you know, visited my mom every day. And I think the stress was so uh, difficult on my dad. My dad, coincidentally, had uh, had heart issues, and uh, had a, um, a minor, minor, minor heart attack. He also ended up in the hospital at the same time as my mom. So a lot of stuff going on over the last couple of years. I know that you know everything is ha ha, laugh, have fun, be positive. But you know behind the scenes, everybody everybody is going through something right you don't know and uh, I I'm here to share a little bit of information in terms of uh, you know why I've been missing but uh, maybe there's also some takeaways from this podcast that might help you when you are going through when you're going through grief when you're going through sadness. Uh, Irma Bombeck Says there is a thin line that separates laughter and pain, comedy and tragedy, humor and hurt, and that is definitely true. I will tell you, comedians are the first people to uh, to make a joke when things go, you know, off the tracks. You know, just going back to Stephen King's quote about how humor and uh, humor and fear are so closely related. When we're fearful, when we're sad, when we're grieving, for, uh, for many of us, but especially for comedians, our comedy tends to go to the dark side. We use that humor, we use that quick joke, we maybe use that inappropriate humor at times <laughs> to, uh, to cope, to help us with the unknown until our brain can, can figure out what's going on. A Perfect example of that, I was chatting with a good friend of mine, uh, Evan Carter, and uh, there was a memorial memorial recently for uh, a a comedian who had passed, and a gentleman by the name of Alan Park and died way too soon, uh, sadly, from cancer, another fantastic comic, Uh, Tim Steves also passed from cancer. And uh, the memorials for, uh, for comedians are really interesting because if you're not a comedian and you're not used to that dark humor, the memorials, the eulogies go something like this, you know, uh, so-and-so was a great person. I loved him, but man, and then insult, 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 funny, 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 sad, sad, funny, 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 <laughs> people <laughs> might be horrified at, you know, what comedians are saying, but it is our way of coping with the grief it is our way of coping with the pain again humor and fear and sadness all very closely related in our brain and humor is an amazing way of getting through the grief and um, my dad and my mom were very very funny people uh my dad i've probably you might have heard me chat about this on a earlier podcast my dad uh, grew up in holland during the second world war where he spent a lot of the time with his siblings and his parents underneath the basement stairs they had kitchen pots over their heads because their house got bombed so badly because uh, germany was right next door to holland but my dad said that his parents You know, we're were trying to stay funny, trying to stay positive, where they would make jokes about the German soldiers uh, who had been banging on their doors maybe half an hour earlier before. And as a result, my dad um, learned that very quick sense of humor, that that way of, of coping during stressful times. Was my dad always appropriate? Yes, he made some inappropriate jokes, total old school. But he was that goofy guy that, that everybody loved because of uh, his humor. My mom, also a very funny person. My mom uh, was from Guyana and my mom, there is uh, there was and there is still a lot of poverty in Guyana, but my mom's parents, Uh, You know, they would do things, again, fun things, lots of laughter. They would have the kids putting on plays in the living room. They would, you know, they'd let the kids uh, do a circus where someone would jump from the from uh, another floor into a sheet that everybody was holding and somebody else would be in a cage that was made out of a, a flipped over crib pretend they were a vicious lion and everybody laughed and had a great time and that was just another way of using humor to get through uh to get through unknown times and um yeah losing my mom uh three years ago uh, my mom was such a funny funny person and that was a blow to our family but you know we were relieved that my mom was finally out of her pain Uh, my dad, on the other hand, uh, my dad was older, definitely older, but he, um, you know, he still golfed. He still golfed once a week. Uh, I had dinner with him the night before and, uh, I just got a call from my sisters the day, the day that it happened that my dad had a heart attack and he'd passed away. And, uh, it was pretty shocking to say the least. Um, Another takeaway that I've learned over the last couple of months, um, it is uh, stressful being the executor of, uh, you know, of someone's uh, affairs, but I encourage everybody, everybody to get a will. And the obvious reason being that when someone suddenly passes away, uh, you know, if you have a will that you can go to, it is still difficult to get stuff done with the banks. Okay, the banks are holding on to their money. It is difficult to get stuff done, but at least if you have a will, you can get a couple of doors open faster. I can't imagine uh, dealing with with uh, with affairs without having that piece of paper. Um, luckily, my father, when my mom was in the hospital, got his affairs in order and. Uh, my dad put a will together, so we were able to to use that when my dad passed three years later. So please, please get a will. A uh, great takeaway from a lawyer that I was chatting with: he said, at the very, very least, write down on a piece of paper your name, the date, and who you uh, who you will give everything to should you pass away. And write that down in, um, put that down in writing and uh, give that to a lawyer. He said that has actually stood up in court. So, at the very, very least, do that. But at the very, very most, put a will together. It's really, really not that expensive. And just the peace of mind, uh, especially just jumping through all the hoops that we have to jump through. You know, God forbid you can't get into your YouTube account and you've got to change your passport, your your passport. You have to change your password. You know, all the hoops you have to jump through for that nowadays. Imagine what it's like when you're trying to sort out somebody else's financial affairs. So... um, the other advice I have, and this goes to uh, this goes to anybody, but especially businesses, especially to banks, uh, utility companies, insurance companies, uh, airlines. I had to cancel my dad's flight. He was looking forward to uh, we were going to go back to Holland. He hadn't been to his uh, homeland for thirty years. And uh, that's why I just knew it was my dad's time to go. He passed away uh, looking forward to going back to Holland. I was going to take him back there, and um, that just didn't happen. Uh, he's such an optimist. He actually had renewed his passport for 10 years. My dad passed. He was 86. He renewed his passport for 10 years. And of course, you know, things getting tied up in government. My dad's passport arrived uh, probably, you know, four months too late. So I guess, you know, I would have hated to have that conversation with him that he didn't get his passport in time if he was alive. So anyway, the point being that uh, whatever company I'm, I'm reaching out to who's ever dealing with the public, when someone calls you and they say, uh, I'm, I'm, dealing with my dad's uh affairs and i'm dealing with my dad's estate i'm the executor of my dad's estate um you know what take a pause and just go my condolences it makes such a big difference it's such a little thing and you know i, I heard my condolences my my deepest condolences from so many people okay this is just a, this is just a small thing But it's a big thing if you're dealing with the public if somebody calls you and says that their loved one has passed away just take that pause to go my condolences how can i help you a little thing but it makes a giant giant difference Anyway, going back to, uh, in honoring the humor of my father, in honoring the humor of my mother, I am uh, definitely back with my podcasts and my blogs. Uh, my presentations, Relieving Work-Related Stress with Humor, have, uh, have been going big gangbusters. Like I said, I've been, I'm very lucky, but in terms of the writing stuff, I just had to take some time off because there was, so much to do. And I, I thank you for your patience. I thank you for uh, listening to me today. And I will continue to use comedy to keep moving forward. All right. So if you'd like to catch up on any of my other Laugh Long and Prosper episodes, I uh, encourage you to go on Spotify and or SoundCloud and or Amazon or FM Player. Or you can go to my website, judycroon.com. Until next time, laugh long and prosper.